everyone! Welcome back to Just Justine Time with your host, Justine or Kitty Cat 23 depending on where you know me from. How is your wonderful day going? Is it going good? Bad? Well, no matter what, I hope you're getting through it. And Guinness hopes you're getting through it too, as she's making a lovely visit um, at the very beginning of this podcast episode. How was your guys' Valentine's Day? Um, I know that when this podcast episode gets released, it would have been Valentine's. I really hope each and every one of you had a great date, and I really hope my uh, body language and the color theory podcast helped you guys out win over your crush. Um, and if it didn't, well, then they weren't meant for you anyways. <laughs> but on today's podcast episode, we are going to be talking about the law of attraction. And if you guys do not know, this is a psychology term. Um, and it's actually something I most likely live by. And it actually is funny because I used to think that the law of attraction was kind of was like full of shit basically um I thought it didn't make sense um I thought that it was all like pseudoscience which we will discuss um here today that some people still think it is pseudoscience but honestly I can definitely say that it is not or it is like I said everyone has their own opinion I don't think it is if you truly believe in it but then again if you truly believe in something hard enough then you will believe it's real and that is why flat earthers anti-vaxxers and a bunch of other people um, think um, their conspiracy theories are true. So if you really want, you could say the law of attraction is a conspiracy theory. But like I said, if you believe hard enough, it works. And it is technically backed by psychology. So let's get into it. So the whole gist of law of attraction is essentially positive thoughts will bring a positive life. And negative thoughts will bring on a negative life. So what does that essentially mean? It essentially means if you think good thoughts, great things will happen. Think negative thoughts, negative things will happen. Now, it all depends on how you view the world because there is people who have, you know, the half glass full and the half glass empty. Um, however you view life will actually depend if the law of attraction will work for you or not. Because if you are a glass half empty kind of person, that is a negative view on life, which means that most likely if you want to get into law of attraction, um, you really have to change your mindset for that because the only way for this to work is if you have a positive mindset about yourself. So essentially the law of attraction is based on a belief system. It basically is the belief that your positive thoughts are a form of energy that will bring on the presence of success like that will attract different things like success fitness money fame depending on what you want in life it will be brought to you based on your beliefs so i actually um believe in like as i've been saying i believe in law of attraction because um i have personally said that i want streaming and social media to work out for me and that i want it to be my form of income essentially i don't want to say that i want to get rich because with the law of attraction you can't just say hey i'm going to get rich and famous and voila you're going to become rich and famous that's not how it works it's kind of more like baby steps and um near the end of the podcast i will get into some tips and tricks on how you can do it but essentially what i think that i guess helps me the best is i'm very positive when it comes to social media so it's like i'm going to get a lot of views on this video today and i am going to have a great stream 
streaming day, I'm gonna make a lot of money from it. And that is essentially how I, I guess, voice myself in my head. Um, don't get me wrong, I have very negative days. I am nowhere near perfect. There is many days that do overcome the positive days where I'm like, this is not working. I don't think I'm gonna be able to keep this up. Like, I am normal, everyone is normal. Um, so thinking positively all the time is hard to do, but it all depends on what you believe in. So this kind of leads into um, if law of attraction is pseudoscience, and a lot of researchers do say that it is pseudoscience, and that the law of attraction and the law of affirmation, which I'll get into later, are both pseudoscience. And if you don't know what pseudoscience is, it is essentially um, kind of like a conspiracy theory where it's not backed by science, but for some reason it works. Kind of like, well actually the placebo effect is backed by science, but back in the day, um, the placebo effect was actually deemed pseudoscience because there wasn't enough research to prove if a sugar pill um, dressed as a drug. If you don't know what the placebo effect is, it is essentially where you give a person a pill but not tell them exactly what it is. Um, there was actually a study done, um, I forget the researchers who did it, but there was a study done um, with antidepressants and it's actually kind of a sad story. I learned it in my first year of university, my psych 201 class. Um, and it was a double-blind study and if you don't know what a double-blind study is, it is essentially a study where no one really knows what's going on and what is being tested. So there is a one-blind study and there's a two-blind study. So a one-blind study is if you are a participant in a experiment, you are the blind people. You do not know what's going on. You are given a pill, you are told what it can do and you just go off of that. But the person who gave you the pill knows what the pill is. A double-blind study is that you, as a participant, are blind, and the person who gives you a pill is also blind to what's going on in the study, and it basically means that there is a higher-up that actually knows what the pill is. And this is to um, get rid of bias, because if you are doing a study specifically about placebo effects, seeing if you want to see if a drug will work or not, um, you need to have a double-blind study because you do not want someone giving out a placebo pill and kind of indicating that it might be fake, otherwise you might get some inconclusive results. So with that being said, with this antidepressant study, um, I forget how many people were in it, I'm pretty sure it was around 25-ish people, half 25, 26, you know, even odd number. <laughs> and half the group was given placebo um, pills, which are just sugar pills, they don't do anything. Um, and the other half were actually given this new antidepressant drug. And this ended up being um, a good study. It turns out that the antidepressants did work, but this is where the sad part comes in, and this is why placebo is backed by science, is the fact that one of the guys um, who had the placebo pill was actually really depressed. Like I said, um, the study was for antidepressants, so people who had depression got prescribed these sugar pills. And is it dangerous? Yes, it is dangerous to give a placebo pill to someone unsuspecting, but it's not as dangerous as giving someone a pill that does something and you don't tell them. But anyways, what ended up happening is this guy actually ended up becoming really depressed and it actually turned out that he overdosed on the placebo pills which 
if you look at it from an outsider's perspective, how can you even overdose over placebo pills if they are just sugar? Well, your mind is strong enough to believe anything it wants, and that is where the law of attraction comes into play. Because even though he took these placebo pills, his brain fully thought that they were antidepressants, which ended up killing him because the brain is so powerful that it can overdose and kill itself even if it's a pill that doesn't have the active ingredients to kill you, which was a study that boggled millions of psychologists because how does that work? I couldn't even believe it. I honestly thought it was like kind of fake, but it's not. It's, um, it's, it's real. It happened. And that is what made it. Well, I don't think that was like the turning point of what made, um, placebo effect like backed up by science, but that is one of the instances. But that is essentially where pseudoscience comes in because with the placebo effect, there was enough pseudoscience in there that made him unalive himself um, with sugar pills, which is a very scary thought because the fact that your brain can do things like that is insanity. So fun fact with the law of attraction, I actually thought this was a load of BS growing up. Um, and I thought this was a load of BS because I, so if you are on TikTok or any kind of social media, you've most likely were in the phase where everyone was obsessed with crystals. And there is people who are still obsessed with witchcraft on um, social media. So like, I always thought that manifestation was kind of like a load of BS um, and that like gems and witchcraft, like I never believed in it. Um, and it wasn't until I learned about the law of attraction that made me go, hmm, that actually makes sense. Like I could actually see where manifestation comes from. And if you don't know what manifesting is, it is essentially the law of attraction but saying it in a different way. Um, you've probably heard people like, I am going to manifest a million dollars because I think it's going to work. And that's kind of what manifestation is, which law of attraction is manifestation, but a little different because you're saying that you're manifesting something into existence where people think that different crystals will work and if you're all about the crystal life that is totally okay it is a holistic way of thinking um i am both ho holistic and analytical when it comes to medicine which i do believe that certain essential oils like can make you calm can make you fall asleep can make you get energy but no i don't think that a certain essential oils can cure like really bad diseases but anyways um that is essentially it um so i actually put two and two together and i was like oh my goodness um the whole reason why people think that crystals work and the whole reason why people think witchcraft works is solely because they believe in law of attraction they just don't call it that they call it manifestations and the reason why i think this is because let's put it gems for example let's talk about moldavite moldavite was a huge trend i think two years ago and during covid um moldavite was huge it was this green crystal i actually think it was very pretty and i was actually this close like i was so close to buying one myself because i almost believed in it but i ended up um not buying it in the end and I'm actually very thankful I didn't. If you don't know what Moldavite is, it is essentially, it claimed that if you had even the smallest piece of Moldavite, it would change your life very drastically. Um, a lot of people said that a lot of bad things would happen so that good things came and it was everywhere. Like 
TikTok, there was people who were saying that they bought Moldavite and that their boyfriend broke up with them, that they lost their house, but then all of a sudden something greater came and it was just, it's like the same thing over and over and over. And I was like, oh my God, I should get Moldavite and see if this big change happened. But if you look into the law of attraction or my personal opinion, you can completely have a different opinion from me. If you do not think what I am saying is true, that is totally okay. Everyone is allowed to have their own opinions on things. But for me, I thought, even for myself, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this little thing in Moldavite and my life is going to change. I don't actually think it's the gem. I think that it is the person actively making those changes subconsciously. So let's say you're unhappy in your relationship. You buy that piece of Moldavite. It gives you an, an, an excuse to get out. And that's essentially what I think where these gems and witchcraft and all of these manifestations come from is purely because you want something to happen. You are just putting it on an item. So like when it comes to rose quartz, rose quartz is meant to bring love and calmness. And I actually know girls who put um, crystal gems in their bras because they think it's going to attract that kind of energy. When in reality, or at least my opinion, not reality because I understand that I could be wrong um my opinion is that if you're gonna shove gems into your bra that bring love happiness and calmness you are subconsciously telling yourself that you are going to be more loving more calm and more more happy because you have these gems in your bra it's not the gems itself that's creating the energy it's your own mind creating that energy because there's something there. It's kind of sort of like a fake confidence. Um, I'm not exactly sure any examples like off the top of my head that I can like think about, but it, it, it's essentially you are creating that subconscious like effort. It, it, it's the same thing as cognitive dissonance in a way where if someone is going to tell you that, hey, the person you're going to meet my girlfriend, she is the sweetest loving person ever. And so you're going to go in with that mindset that she is going to be sweet, loving and calm, right? And if she doesn't like if you do meet her and she comes off very harsh, rude, and loud, you're gonna have that cognitive dissonance because you would have thought that she was sweet, calm, and kind. And actually, if you get told how a person might act before you meet them will actually determine how you greet them. Um, and there was a study done that um, has happened, again, I, I forget the researchers, but it was essentially what a researcher would tell a person that they were gonna meet another researcher that they were gonna do testing with. But to be careful, so it was 50-50, um, again, two different groups, and the one group was told that the other experimenter was having a really bad day, that she's very stressed out, and that she's just, she's not really happy right now, so to just listen to her, shut up and listen, where the other half of the group actually got told that um, she was really sweet, very kind, she was kind of new, so like, kind of be nice to her because she was really new, and the results actually showed that the people who got told that um, this researcher was going to be really angry towards them actually actually um, played more of a standoffish role. And now, like I said, you can technically say that these research answers were inconclusive because it is off of personal bias of the researcher and how the person reacted. Um, but even when the people were um, interviewed afterwards, they did say that they were a little more standoffish than they would have been if they would have got the other one. Um, and it's really crazy to think because we just previously talked about body language and um, it's crazy how different body languages can make you kind of perceive a person differently. But it's also interesting to think that you will think about a person differently and act towards them differently if you think that they are going to be acting a certain way. I mean, I know I've done 
done it. I know I've met um, girls' boyfriends who my friends would be like, oh, the, he's not really nice, like he's kind of mean, like, but just it's fine, like get over it. And yeah, I end up like you talk to them less, you tend to be more standoffish, like it's really crazy how that works. But going back to manifestation and everything, um, that's what I truly think it is, where it's just a law of attraction where you are just putting an excuse on an item. Same with witchcraft, if you know anything about hexes, and I know that there is going to be people who do witchcraft who are going to get very upset with me um, for this uh, point of view or kind of perspective of what I'm going to take, because witchcraft isn't something to mess with, um, and I do know that. Um, I don't really mess with anything that does with religion or anything. But do I believe that hexes work and that curses work? No, but I also do believe that people have been cursed and that in certain cultures it is a huge thing. So I'm really not going to play around with that. But I will say if you do put a hex, let's say on your ex-boyfriend, um, essentially you have to take certain things with... Um, it, it's a lot. I don't want to get into it. I am not anywhere educated in witchcraft. Maybe we can talk about it in a later podcast if you guys want. Um, we can learn together. But essentially, I think what it is, is that if you put a, he a hex on your ex-boyfriend, it is essentially you are telling yourself that the world is going to make it miserable for him or her, depending on who your ex is. And with that, uh, it, it's a big spiral that you could get into because then you could argue like main character energy and essentially be like that everyone in the world is their main character and that whatever happens to you yourself is all a part of the plan and that no one else really matters. Um, to touch on that a little bit, I don't believe in main character energy. I am not a pick me girl. I am not main character whatsoever. But I have fallen into that thought process a little bit and this comes from and I've actually met a person um, on my stream um, Me and her actually have the exact same opinion on this and it you guys might too if you really like dig down and think about it And the thought is is that have you ever thought that in your life? Everything works out for you no matter what everything works out for you But you always tend to to like see that your friends and family around you, nothing ever works out for them, yet everything falls into place for you. So I actually, I think that. Um, I, and I'm not trying to sound vain or anything like that um, because I do know other people also think like this, um, but there is, you can also have the exact opposite thought process. I also have a friend who thinks like this, where she believes that nothing in her life ever works out and that it, always just goes to shit, essentially. And it's a really interesting thing because me and my friend who have completely opposite kind of thought processes, um, it's really interesting to talk about because for me, I always think everything worked out. I had a situation, um, actually at the very beginning of the year, I, I, I did talk about this, I think, in one of my previous podcasts, but um, my and I ended up having to change my plates. Um, here in Canada, you have to get an out-of-province inspection um, in order to get a new license plate for your province, right? Um, so I ended up doing the inspection and turns out, you know, everything in your car is broken. Whether it was because I'm a girl and I didn't know any better or the fact that my car was actually just not suitable to be on the road yet, um, I ended up having to pay a three grand bill for it. And I was absolutely devastated, okay? I was so sad because I also had to get insurance on this car. So I was working on getting insurance at the exact same time 
And the worst part of it all was that something ended up happening where it would have made my insurance six grand a year. So at the beginning of the year, I got quoted that I was going to have to pay nine grand in like the span of two weeks. Nine grand that I did not have. I ended up crying and freaking out because I was like, I don't have this money. There is no way I'm going to be able to like afford any of this. Like my life is ruined. But, and this is why I'm talking about it, where everything in at least my life works out. And like I said, I've had a like I've had thing bad things happen in my life and whether that this is just coincidence or I see life differently I'm not sure it ended up being that yes my car did cost three grand um in the repairs and everything but my insurance lady was so nice and got me all of these discounts all of these things and we made it work that my insurance only ended up being 2600 we took off an essential four grand because of just things that worked and because of my credit and just everything, it ended up working. And it was actually insane because I went from having to pay nine grand to only having to pay the three grand of my car plus the 2.6. And to make it even better, she lowered the interest somehow. So I was able to do monthly payments. So I never actually had to pay the 2.6 grand upfront. I, I pay bi-monthly, which is insane because I went from nine grand to paying three grand um, plus, you know, like the, $300 every month for my insurance but going from one extreme to everything just absolutely working out because even then that same day I went to the registry got my plates bada bang bada boom everything is great but yet at that same time my, a friend that I know was going through a similar thing but their life ended up absolutely getting destroyed and not like destroyed but just one thing after another kind of started coming up and it was just it was terrible for them and they are still kind of reaping the consequences of what happened and like to this day I can't even believe it even my friend like my girlfriend who I hang out with all the time she kind of tends to have a very chaotic life very crazy kind of like everything bad happens to her and it's just it's so crazy um just the different mindsets that we have because I have a good mindset I'm not saying she has a bad mindset she doesn't it's just more of a negative mindset where it comes from where she thinks that oh well it's not gonna work out so like kind of think the worst um because if the worst happens oh well I already knew it was coming I think that way too but I kind of I followed the spider-man quote um that Zendaya said or MJ which was essentially um if you expect disappointment you'll never be disappointed I go by that but I also think of the best thing that can happen so like when it came with my car or whatever I was like okay the best thing that's gonna happen is that I get this paid today I get my plates everything is gonna go great forget about it but the absolute worst thing that's gonna happen is that I'm gonna have to wait another day and I'm going to have to get the plates later um, but just thinking that the best will happen it usually happens and I'm not trying to be like whether that's just coincidence or I've run into great people I'm not sure but me and again this other viewer that we were talking about um, this whole perspective and you might actually like see it in your life too where everything works out for you but your friends and family everything just goes miserable for them and that is where you can get into the main character conspiracy theory where kind of everyone's an NPC and you are the main character so of course everything works out for you which it's interesting because I would love to to see that point of view but 
as someone who knows a friend and knows a guy who is in this situation right now who's like in a really tough situation it, it's interesting to think it's like well why is my life working out so great but everyone else isn't right and so that's kind of the main character energy but I don't believe in it because I don't think people are NPCs. But there is people who do. There is people who truly think that we live in a simulation and that everything is fake. Um, do I believe we live in a simulation? It's 50-50, okay? Like, I understand we live on a floating rock, but to wrap my head around that we have, like, infinite universe and, like, we're the only form of life, there is no way. There is no way we are the only form of life here. But... I am digressing so much, going back to the law of attraction. And so there is different types of law of attractions depending on what you want to manifest or how you want to see law of attraction. So before we get into that, um, I will say that positive thinking, regardless of law of attraction or anything, positive thinking is actually linked to good health. It's linked to better physical health. It's actually proven that you can live a longer life if you're positive. It can even lower the risk of heart disease, which is absolutely insane. And like I said, your mind can do crazy things. And actually, researchers have shown um, that keeping a growth mindset can actually reduce um, mental health and can reduce stress, um, risk of depression, and aid in stress management, which is absolutely crazy to think about, where if you just picture life as the glass of half full, um, you could actually live longer and prosper more than someone who is negative. Though, I bet you guys could probably put that two and two together. Um, you probably guys know some very negative people in your life, or you yourself might be a negative person and might not think that life is good and is very unfair and all this stuff. If you can train yourself to have a better thought process, trust me, life will look brighter on the other side. And like I said near the end of this podcast, I will get into tips and tricks on how you can go from that negative mindset to the positive mindset. So again, with the law of attraction, um, positive mindset can actually help you be more successful because having a positive mindset can make you more compassionate, which in turn makes you more talkative, which makes you more relatable to people and can help you grow your skills, which gives you more gratitude and more connections just kind of all around. But going into law of attraction, the first one that we can talk about is like attracts like. So like attract like basically means that this law suggests that similar things attract similar things. So in this perspective, it's again what I've been saying that if you think positive, positive things will happen. If you think negative, negative things will happen. Um, and this also kind of goes into the thing of have you ever, and if you want to get into technology, if you, have you ever like talked about something and then an hour later you get an ad for it even though you've never gotten an ad like that before? That is essentially what that law is suggesting, that if you talk about something, it will come into your life. And yes, if you want to argue technology, um, you know the whole debate if your phone listens to you? It actually does. Um, I don't mean to scare anyone. Um, it's, it's totally normal. There's really nothing we can do. Though it might not actively be listening to our voice, though my argument is how is it going to tell that you're going to say, my phone is right here, but you know, hey Siri. When you say that, and eh, turned my Siri on, of course it did. Look, look how quiet I said that, and it turned it on. Um, how does your phone recognize that I said that, but not anything else? Like, of course it has to be actively listening to you. But um, I actually talked with a girl who was in social media marketing, and she told me 
more or less actually why you think your phone is listening to you and it's because of advertisement gates essentially is what it's called or ad advertisement fencing um which is also known as i'm pretty sure remote fencing i think it's called i i forget i probably you guys who are technological can correct me on that but it's something fencing um and it's basically so how she explained it um where she worked at this insurance company is that so for their social media um she doesn't work on their social media team she just did like a guess of what was like happening um but she said that so the insurance company puts a fence around let's say the the like strip mall that they're in like you know those like big places that have like you know like those strip malls with like food and like mall and you know all that stuff so you put a fence around there so essentially what happens is when you drive into that parking lot there is a 70 well actually like a 75 to 80 percent chance that an ad will pop up on your phone of any of those establishments that you worked in the parking lot like for me when i was driving to this insurance company almost every day to try and like figure out what i was doing my TikTok blew up with freaking car insurance, life insurance, travel insurance, advertisements. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I have never seen these advertisements. And it totally comes from because I went into that gate. Um, she even said that specifically, you can have gates at specific times and schools will do this or actually will dentists and stuff. So if there is a dentist near an elementary school, that dentist company can actually put a fence around that school that let's say around 3 or 4 p.m., like when, you know, parents come to pick up their kids. Um, if, you know, like when you're scrolling through your phone waiting for your kid, um, there is a 80% chance that the dentist um, advertisement will pop up on your phone um, that is catered to say, hey, you should bring your kid to the dentist. And that is solely because... Um, they put the fence there and it makes you more likely and that is how advertising works. I also know that with um, the new iPhones and I'm not sure if Android does it but I do know with the iPhones that um, every time you hit, you know, where it says um, allow uh, app tracking, like where it's like, do you want to allow or not allow app tracking? Um, I always hit allow. Um, there's no harm in it. It is essentially saying that if you are on the internet, let's say Safari or on, let's say YouTube and you search up a product that you want to like see. So say you search up an espresso machine or like a new espresso machine, right? You really want to get into espresso making. If you look that up on TikTok or YouTube, that means that your Instagram or your Safari or your Facebook will then pop up with advertisements for an espresso because you allowed that app tracking to talk to each other, essentially. It's a huge thing, um, my take on it. I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh my God, the government is listening to us. What are we gonna do? I don't believe in that. If you are a low criminal person and are just a normal kind of human in society, you don't really have to worry about the government listening to you because you are one in literally, ironically, eight billion. I'm pretty sure the earth population is climbed to eight billion by now, which is crazy. Because back when I was in high school, it was 7 billion and now it's 8 billion. Like, that's a lot of people. But regardless, um, there's no way that the government is going to be like, oh my god, you're talking about Nespresso machines. We gotta keep an eye on you. Like, that's not what it is. Though I would argue that if you do send text messages, let's say that, say, a bomb threat or something, um, I would say that maybe the government might look into your messages um, because I heard from someone, like, this is not true 
or it is true. Like, I don't know. This is purely speculation. Um, I was talking to a friend once and they argued that um, certain keywords um, can trigger like the government. So like if you're talking about bomb threats or like guns or whatever, um, it would like ping the government. Um, though if you're just kind of being like, oh my god, you're the bomb, like, and they see that, then they're gonna be like, oh, okay, like, never mind, right? Regardless, if you're not a high profile person, it doesn't matter, is what I'm trying to get about. But going back to like attracts like, that is essentially it. And that's something I live by where I also speak it out loud because I want my phone to hear really bad. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be rich and famous, okay? I am rich and famous. I live a luxurious life. I love my life. I, li I love it, right? And so I'm just, you know. I'm saying this right now, hoping that my phone will like be like, okay, yeah, yep, she lives a luxurious life, let, let's give her luxurious stuff. And this argument also goes into where if you are born into a rich family, of course you're gonna have it easier. If you're born in a poor family, you're gonna have it harder. Though, if you are born into a poor family but have a rich mindset, you tend to be a lot more successful because you want to break out of that shell. And that is also why I do not believe that past experience do define you, though I do believe poverty definitely makes it harder. There, it's very hard to break out of poverty and to break out of a low-income household. Trust me, um, I was never in a low-income household, but I've known people who have been, and it is a significant difference on how you can see people who are grown up in rich to poor family, like, just how different it is. It's, it's crazy to think. Which makes me, like, kind of argue nepotism and everything, but I'm not gonna get into that because nepotism is a whole other conversation that we can have. But regardless, the next one is nature abhors a vacuum. And this law basically suggests that if you remove negative things out of your life, you are going to make more space for positive things. So this law is essentially based on the notion that you can never really have empty space, that there is always a place for something. So since you can't have an empty space like in your mind forever, something always has to fill it. So you might as well fill it with positive things than negative things. So what this essentially means is kind of if you go back into your past, I do know people in my life um, who cling on to their past and a lot of people do it. It is a, it's a comfort thing. It's a coping mechanism. There's nothing wrong with holding on to your past, though sometimes it can be a negative. If you grew up in a very bad household where you got neglected or abused or whatever, um, and you hold on to that. And so like, have you ever heard of the people who have said, I'm a bad person, but it's not my fault. It's just how I grew up. Or I'm an alcoholic because my dad was an alcoholic. So therefore I am an alcoholic. It's, Genuinely not true. Yes, genetics can come into play with alcoholism and all of that stuff, but most of the time it's just your own thought process that is holding you back from making that change. And to put it into a perspective, there was a, um, this is a very famous twin, twin study that if you've taken any psychology class, you know about it. Um, and the 20 stu twin studies suggested that they were identical twins, so not fraternal. They were both from the same egg that split in half, which means they share 50% of their chromosomes, exactly like carbon copy. <laughs> um, and they ended up getting split from their biological family and they both got raised in a foster family. I forget if they got, or I think they did get raised together because what ended up happening, no, 
that was a different study. They got brought up in the same foster family, so it wasn't the original family, but they did get brought up in a foster family. And essentially, their dad was an alcoholic. And when they were followed all the way from babies to adulthood, one ended up becoming an alcoholic and the other one ended up not becoming an alcoholic and actually ended up running like a successful business. And when asked, like, well, why, what made you like this? The one twin who was an alcoholic said, well, I followed my dad. Like, I am exactly like my dad. There was nothing I could do. Where the other twin said, I didn't want to be like my dad, so I decided not to. That is essentially what the mindset I am trying to get at is saying, and that's where nature abhors a vacuum, which is if you hold on to the, your past experience and say that you are an angry person or a sad person or whatever kind of person because of your past that is a negative, that is not because of your past. It is truly a manifestation and a coping mechanism that you yourself has brought up to kind of cope with it. So I know someone in my life who has a lot of anger management issues, very angry person, and they basically say that they are angry because their dad was angry and because it's what they grew up with. They grew up being angry. Um, so they can't change who they are, but you can. I grew up very, like, I tell my past like an open book because I'm a person to, if you're gonna hold me to my past actions, that's on you, not on me. I am actively growing, I'm actively changing as a person. And I would like to say that I'm a good person now, but I will fully admit, growing up when I was in middle school, like elementary, I was terrible. I was a spoiled, rotten kid. I was envious, I was jealous of people. Like, I was a sniping little bitch. <laughs> To put it bluntly, like, I didn't like anyone to be successful. I was so jealous. I had to be the successful one. Um, and I ended up ruining a lot of friendships. And if anything, if I could go back and apologize to two people in my life, I totally would. Because I am the villain in their life story. Because I actively tried to ruin some parts of their life when I was 13. And I feel terrible for it. And I would love to apologize, but you know, that kind of burned down and I would love to go back and I have tried apologizing but you know being blocked you can't really apologize to someone but if I could I would love to apologize I am a changed person and this is where I kind of talk about do you know like certain people who make certain comments when they are younger on the internet and then like seven years later it gets brought up and then their whole career gets cancelled because they said one thing in like 2017 or something? That is something I take with a grain of salt because I've said some pretty rude things to people in the past. Like, you know how girls can be. Um, to other girls, we are very mean. <laughs> um, I, I've said some very mean things and if that came up, like, I, I don't know if I could get cancelled by it, but that's my argument where, yes, it's different if you were actively being racist, like, six or seven years ago, you could still argue that you're still racist even if you are a turned person, but if you said something, let's say, I don't want to bring anyone up because I don't know anyone's actual situation, but, like, let's say you said something really mean, that like you told someone to go unalive themselves when you were 13, right? And you're now 20 and you're a social media star and it's now being brought up and people are canceling you because, well, you tell people to go on live themselves. That I don't believe in. I think when you're 13 to 20, you are a completely different person. Like I said, if I met my 13 year old self, I would slap myself across the face. I'd be like, what the heck are you doing? You know? 
Like, I would. Like, I do not like my 13-year-old self. In fact, I don't like myself all the way up until I was 20 years old. To say that I have found myself is a complete lie because I... I am actively, like, during this podcast, I'm having an identity crisis, but that's besides the point because I feel like everyone has an identity crisis in their 20s because they don't actually know what they want to do. But regardless, um, going back to the laws of attraction and with nature abhors a vacuum, if you let go of your past, and this is what a lot of therapists will say is, hey, you have to let go of the past, you have to let go of that past relationship, you have to move on. That is what that law is arguing, is that if you let go of the past, you can make room for new, happier experiences. And like I said, I am not perfect. I still kind of hold things to my past that make me not be able to change. And like I said, it's not a bad thing as long as you're not actively being a rude person and using your past as an excuse, if that makes sense. So the last law that we are going to talk about that falls into law of attraction is the present is always perfect. Now you're probably being like, what? No, the present is never perfect. What are you talking about? Well, it actually is. And this is something I need to work on. I, I, I can't live in the present. I have never been able to. Growing up and even now, I am a future person. I, if I make this $10 purchase on an ice cream, I have to think about, okay, well, how is it going to affect me three years time? And I actually do this. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I actually have a money hoarding problem. And regardless, you could say that that's an amazing thing that I have, that I am not an impulsive buyer and am broke all the time, even though I am. I am a broke university student um, who's no longer in university and now has to pay 30 grand in student loans. But regardless, I have a very hard time spending money. I will spend money on experiences because I am that type of person, but I cannot spend money if I can't justify it. So it's like, if someone's like, hey, you wanna go get ice cream? I'll be like, not really, I'd rather save that $10 cause you know that $10 might help me buy a house one day. And it's a really bad mindset to have because again, it makes you not live in the present. And this whole law where um, life or the present is always perfect is basically saying that you cannot control your past, you cannot control your future, but you can control the present right now. You can basically say that like, so even though that the present you might think is always flawed and that the present always sucks for you, this law basically suggests that you can actively make ways to make the present more better. And you know, it's, it's true. When you really talk about it, even I don't listen to this law, even though I want to, so I'm quite hypocritical talking about it, is that, yeah, I'm, I'm not a, in the present person. I usually kind of think about, well, like, I'm a very high-strung person, so I need to have my day, like, kind of in order to a T, and if something goes wrong, my whole day is ruined. So, like, if I make plans to hang out with someone at 9 a.m., and it's all of a sudden 11 a.m., and we're hanging out, whole plan is gone. My whole day is gone because everything is ruined. Instead of me just living in the present or like you guys, where if you just live in the present and live moment by moment, it makes life a lot simpler and a lot happier because it is true. If you are having a terrible day at work and you, you just get off work and let's say it's five, six, seven, eight o'clock and you're, you get off work and you're like, that was the worst day I've ever had in my life. And you want to go home and cry. You can actively make it better. You can actively be like, you know what? If you have money, you can actively be like, you know what? I'm gonna go get some ice cream right now. Or I am going to go get a teddy bear because I have control and I wanna make myself happier. If you don't have any money, go for a walk at your favorite park, go to your favorite mall, go window shop. 
in that moment, you have the choice to make yourself happy. And like I said, I suck at this. I would love to take my own advice right now, and I am working on it, but it is something you can. And yes, trust me, I'm with you guys when um, you guys say, like, you know, have you ever been, like, spiraling and you're crying? You're like, nothing's ever going to get better. My life is awful, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's very hard to break out of that. But if you can just pull yourself back for a minute and be like, hey, just because I'm crying doesn't mean my day is bad. And you may have heard the quote, was it a bad day? Or was it just a bad five minutes? That is also something you have to take into account. This has actually changed my life drastically as well because when a bad situation comes arise, then it's just a situation. It's not your day. Like if you have a disagreement with your significant other and you're not talking to each other and now your whole day is ruined because of it, you shouldn't let it ruin it. Yes, it was a bad five minutes and you guys might not be talking. You might be a little sad, but don't let it ruin your whole day because you can still actively like you can be happy and be upset with your significant other like you do not have to put your happiness into your significant other and I need to take my own advice <laughs> because I do that and I know a lot of you guys who are probably watching do it too where you put all of your happiness into a person and you really shouldn't do it because if you do that you will never truly be happy yourself and again that is something I am working on but with that law those three different laws that is essentially the law of attraction where always make room for positive mindset and live in the present which again two hardest things to do in my life at least but hopefully it could help you guys just a little bit and you know what every day is not going to be a win. You may fail, you may have losses in your life, but losses and failure can help you grow as a person and make you better recognize yourself as a person. When you win, you celebrate. When you lose, you look back and see what you can do next time. Um, like I said, there's many different, like not every day is gonna go smoothly, it never does. And I myself have really bad anxiety, like social anxiety when it comes to public events, um, which actually ends up holding me back a lot. There is something that I wanted to do in 2023 that I still haven't done because like I said, I'm really bad at living in the moment and I'm really bad at just living <laughs> because I'm very scared of failure. I'm a people pleaser. So if I fail, like, well, there goes like my credibility, right? But I've been actively trying to go out by myself. Um, if you've seen like people where they're like going to the restaurant by myself, if you can go to a restaurant by yourself, I commend you so much because I have so much fear in doing that. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the fear of judgment that people are going to judge me why I'm alone or like the fact that I'm going there by myself and the fact that with restaurants you usually go with someone. And this this is the same thing for going to the mall or the beach. I suck at doing things by myself and I don't know why. I always feel like it's weird if I do something by myself even though it's one of the best things you can learn in life is to learn to like kind of create your own happiness. So if you guys are kind of in the same um, mindset as me right now, I challenge you for the month of February or the month of whatever month you want to choose or even this year. You know what? Let's make it more lenient. I dare you guys this year to do at least one thing by yourself that you would have never done on your own before. This could be going to a restaurant, going to the beach, going to the mall. It could be going rock climbing, hiking, go by, well, maybe not hiking by yourself, but you get what I mean. Try and do something by yourself and I will try and do the same and hopefully I can update you guys and maybe I would have done it, but 
We can see, we will see. So this law is essentially the law of affirmation and there is one law under it. The law of attraction and law of affirmation are exactly the same other than the law of attraction is like attracts likes while law of affirmation is saying, I am this, so I will get this. So it, it's basically similar other than the law of affirmation is you're basically already saying that you have it. But with the law of affirmation, um, this follows the law of what goes around comes around. So it essentially is if your actions affect everything around us, um, how you treat others directly impacts your life. So if you treat people with kindness and are like a hardworking person and absolutely everything, you are going to get positivity back. You are going to get people who are also hardworking, who are also positive around you because that is how you, it, the golden rule, treat people how you want to be treated. That is essentially the law of affirmation, where if, if you treat people with negativity and always talk down to people, people aren't going to like you and they're going to, you're going to attract negative people who think similarly or who, what goes around comes around. Like exactly, you know? And regardless, even if you don't believe in any of these laws, there is a base thing that you can. And it is, this is always true. If you choose to offer a helping hand to someone, positive outcomes will always happen. Like it will directly benefit you, even if you don't think it will. Yes, I am not saying being too nice because in this world, this world is a very scary world and I'm not saying go into someone's van because they need help fixing it. Um, that is how you get trafficked. But I, what I'm saying is that if, if you see someone struggling with groceries or you see someone struggling with something or need, someone needing help, helping them is not going to negatively impact you. You are going to get good karma and good karma is a thing. Um, pay it forward, all that stuff. Like, heck, they might even come back and thank you in ways you would have never even thought. You know what I mean? But regardless, now let's get into tips and tricks on how you can, like, actually make this cater to your life. Because I could say this to you and you'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't know how to start that, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's quite simple on how to start this mindset life. Um, I do it. Um, I'll tell you each tip that I do um, that has helped me and hopefully you guys can get help from it too. So the first tip that you can do to start kind of manifesting, however you want to say it, manifesting, law of attraction, law of affirmation, good karma, whatever. If you want life to be like that, the first thing you can do is start journaling. Put down all of your thoughts, put down all of your negative thoughts in a journal. It can help you recognize habits that you don't think you've recognized before. It can also help you talk about things that you have resented inside you. I know I have a lot of resentment for a couple things in my life that I have wrote down in a journal and it just makes you feel relieved because I know there's people out there who hate therapy and Trust me, I, I I personally like therapy. I know a lot of people who hate it. They hate talking to a stranger, which is totally fair. And if you don't like talking to strangers but have a lot of resentment inside you, journal it. Pretend you're talking to someone, but guess what? Your thoughts will never get seen. And if you don't want anyone to see, rip it up into shreds after. You do not have to keep your journals unless you're actively trying to find a habit you're trying to break. You can write out a statement to someone who you absolutely despise and call them every name in the book and everything. And then you can just rip it up afterwards. Trust me, that feels 10 times better than actually going up to the person and calling them every name in the book in person because now you look like an evil person, right? Instead of just saying it in a book where no one has to know. So that's the first thing. And also writing about things that are going good will actually make you 
like the more you journal, the more you're gonna see that life isn't that bad because if you journal your whole day, you're gonna find that your whole day wasn't that bad or you could even find that certain things you are doing is making you have a bad day. So journaling is, again, the first step of doing this. Um, I used to journal a lot. I actually don't journal anymore because I don't feel like it is necessary, but I did journal a lot um, last year, like the starting of 2022. And I journaled for, I think, six months until I finally was like, you know what? I think I'm good. I think I can put my thoughts positively. The second thing you can do is make a mood board. I actually have my own mood board. I don't check on it much, but I do add things here and there that I like. Um, mood boards are basically a visual reminder of where you want to be. So a lot of people tend to do a future mood board where you put a bunch of things that you want to happen in your life and then you hang it up. That's the best thing you could do. I would love to hang my mood board up though. I think my mood board is a little private and probably shouldn't be shared. Um, well, I guess it could be shared, but I just feel like if I put my mood board up, people would be like, that's a really weird goals to have. <laughs> but to put it in perspective, my mood board is like luxury houses, um, vacations, and honestly, people who are athletic, because I strive to be an athletic person. Um, as of right now, I am not that athletic, but I am working on it. And you know what? Might as well do a little self-promo here. If you go over to my TikTok and or Instagram, I am actually doing a daily vlog um, challenge where I do a daily vlog for however long my fitness journey is going to go for, probably forever. Um, but I basically record my life almost every single day, um, talking about what I eat, what I'm doing, all of that fun stuff. So peep the Instagram and or TikTok at justine.bijou and to get some more tips around there. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but regardless, mood boards are great. <laughs> uh, the next thing you can do is practice acceptance. Um, so this essentially means instead of focusing on what's wrong about the present and what might go wrong in the future, you are working on accepting things on how they are. Basically, if something bad happened, you have to accept that it happened and you can't dread on the fact that it did happen. You have to move on from that. And basically you got to work to be better in the future instead of dreading on things that you can't fix that has already happened. So if you had a major breakup with your significant other or a major friend breakup even, and you're like, dang, like I really wish this didn't happen. Like I wish I was better, blah, blah, blah. You, you can't do that. You can't keep dreading. You have to accept that it happened. It's basically the five stages of grief where you go through like, you know, denial, bargaining, acceptance, greed, blah, 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 blah you have to accept that it happened and that is the only way you can kind of move on for the better because if you can accept that let's say you were the villain in a friend's story and that's why you're no longer friends or no longer with your significant other if you can just accept that and then work on being better for like the next person or not even the next person for yourself that is worlds of different than if you were just like hanging on to the past, right? Another one you can do for another tip on to get a better positive mindset life, and this is one I need to work on. So trust me, I'm in the same boat as you guys, but that is positive self-talk. If you can work on your positive self-talk, oh my gosh, you are going to make it so far in life because your self, your inner monologue actually depends how you act in life. And I, I'm going to be completely transparent with you guys. I have the most negative self-talk 
you can ever see. I beat myself up in my own head. I may seem fine, but like I beat myself up. Like boxing is a perfect example. I just started getting into boxing. I used to box um, when I was from, from ages 15 to 18. I was a very heavy boxer. I would like to say I was good. I fought competitively. Um, I then let go of it for about three years because of COVID and trying to find that. And I lost everything. It's like I never boxed in my life, but I mean, I feel like you guys can say the same thing if you ever like done a sport in your life and you try and pick it back up and you're just terrible at it. Um, that's me. And I've been so hard on myself that even my coach was like, you need to chill with that because you're not going to go anywhere, which is like kind of crazy to think about because basically what my coach said that I'm going to reiterate on the podcast is that if you say you can't do it, you'll never be able to. If you say that you will be able to do it eventually, you are going to be able to do it. And I'm going to tell you right now, I always say I can't do something all of the time. I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't do it. To put in perspective, I cannot do a pull-up or a chin-up for the life of me. I can't even get like my arms 90 degrees. I can't do it. I, I am so weak when it comes to that. And every single time I'm like, I can't do it. I can't. Like, there's no way. But my coach is very good at saying like, if you say that you might be able to eventually, that is way better than saying you can't. And to put this in perspective, positive changes I've seen in my life I've never been able to do a bench press with the bar. I've never been able to. I have noodle arms. Um, and I actually ended up doing my first bench with five pounds each side. And if you guys don't know, the bar is 45. So I actually benched 55 pounds for the first time in my life last week. And I actually cried when I got home because I was, I couldn't believe that that happened. It took me 21 years, but I could finally bench bar. So positive self-talk is a huge, huge thing. And over time, you are going to see that having a positive self-talk will do world of wonders. Um, it creates confidence. It creates like opportunities that you don't think you'd have before. Cause like my self-talk is so bad. When I'm in public, I look down, like if you tuned into my body language podcast last week, um, I'm a person who walks with their head down, hands in their pockets. I don't like to be a bother to anyone. And I've always lived like that. I've never wanted to be a bother. I don't like that. Though it's funny because Growing up, I loved being the center of attention, and now it's like, I, I hate it. I rather just kind of be in the shadows. Um, so when it comes to that, if I'm in public, I tend to talk to myself being like, people are staring at you, you look weird, like, you need to just get to where you're going, you look like you're dumb, you don't know where you're going. Like, that's exactly what my brain tells me on a daily basis. So trust me when I say that positive self-talk is probably one of the hardest things to change in your life because it's your actual brain. Like, how do you rewire your brain, right? But we can do this together, hopefully, but positive self-talk, try and do it, even if it's little things. Like, if you are working out or somewhere and you think that you look ugly or like you think you're doing too much, take a step back and kind of tell yourself, you know what? What I am doing is normal. I am human. This is my life. I'm going to have a good night. And then you put yourself back in the situation and you know, it might work. <laughs> so again, going back to law of attraction and everything, just because you say something doesn't mean it will come true. You can't just be like, I'm going to get famous and successful and rich. 
Like, it's not just going to come out of thin air. You do have to put hard work into it. And But the whole thought process is that if you think it, you will do it, right? Like, actions will follow eventually. Um, though I will say some luck and serendipity does um, come into role here. There is people who are luckier than others. I mean, heck, there's people who can win the $10 million lottery, right? And there's people who could never win the lottery in their life. So it does depend on luck. Um, I would say especially with social media, it is luck. I would say it's like 40% luck and 60% hard work because your hard work by putting out content every single day and all that stuff or every week with a podcast, that's your hard work part where the 40% of luck is where people find you. So it, it's interesting because you could come across a very rich person and they could absolutely help you out or you could come across someone who is a business person for freaking Google and then boom there you go you're on the top page of Google right like it all depends and that's where connections come in and that is why I don't believe in degrees anymore don't get me wrong if you want to go to medical school or be a veterinarian you do need a degree to know your stuff but when it comes to connecting and like networks degrees don't matter it's just how you can present yourself and have the right group of friends I have heard I have seen it in front of my eyes where people have gotten jobs just because they're friends with someone and they get these jobs that pay way more than degrees and I'm just look at them like, I wish I was you. Like, I wish I had those connections, but I have very bad social anxiety. And that is something that I truly think is holding me back from growing in social media because I, I'm too scared to go and branch out to other people. Um, and I kind of expect people to branch up to me and everything. So like law of attraction, it's not magic. You do have to put work into it, but positive mindset research is linked to better things. Regardless, um, some statements to end off the podcast is essentially if you want money, let's say you want to become rich, right? Some kind of things you can say to yourself or say out loud is essentially, I am worthy of wealth. Um, I am financially free or I am grateful for the money I have. If you keep saying that, technically, like it, it, like I said, it's luck. It's definitely luck and hard work. But if you do say that you are going to make money, for me, it's I am going to make money doing social media. Um, that is my like kind of word that I say to myself. Um, and, you know, it does work. I think the whole reason why it works is because if you are actively thinking that you are going to make money, you are going to see every time you get money more than when you don't get money. When if you say that you're broke all the time and say that you're, you're not making money, you're going to see all the times that you don't make money and kind of ignore the times where you do, if that kind of makes sense. Um, if you want love, you can always say um, some positive like things you can say with law of attraction is, I am worthy of the compliments I receive. I am worthy of loving care and I deserve the love I receive. So it's essentially like that. So if you're trying to find a significant other, you can even just be like, I deserve a guy or a girl or someone who treats me right. I deserve it, blah, 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 blah. Basically going like that. Um, for me, I always say that I deserve, <laughs> this is kind of vain, but when it comes to law of attraction, you have to be vain in order for it to work because in the end, it's yourself or, and no one else, you know what I mean? So mine is, I deserve a luxurious life. That is what I want. I, do I have a luxurious life? No, not by a, a huge stretch. Am I more, I guess, 
am, am I in a free, more kind of job free place? I would say so. I have a lot more flexibility. I'm more free than others, I would say, but it did come from hard work. I used to work a 40 hour job every single week and I would try and balance this and it's just, it's a lot of hard work. You just gotta kind of keep grinding, you know? Otherwise, otherwise you're never going to kind of figure out what you want in life and you know that took me a couple years to figure out what I wanted in life and I still don't exactly know what I want in life though something I do know is I absolutely love these podcasts and I would love if this were to continue and also if you guys want to be a guest on my podcast show feel free to send me an email a Instagram DM TikTok DM whatever you like feel free because I am actually looking for guests to be on the podcast to talk about more broader perspectives um I am going to have a guest on my podcast coming up in the future. We are actually going to be talking about a certain topic that I will not spoil until that episode comes out. But with that being said, if you did like today's podcast, feel free to like, subscribe, rate it five stars, comment, leave a review, do whatever you want, wherever you're watching. I would seriously appreciate it because numbers do make me happy. It makes the world go round. Um, and I would really, really appreciate it because it definitely helps my podcast get out there. And if you even found this podcast just a ounce a bit helpful or made your day just a little bit better... That is my whole goal in life is just to make people happy and have a better life and learn a little bit more about psychology. But thanks again for coming to JJ Time with your host Justine and I will see you guys in the next episode where we talk about um, uncommon mental disorders which I'm very excited to talk about because there are some crazy ones. To give you a little sneak peek, there is a mental disorder out there that makes you think that you're dead. So... That's pretty crazy, so tune into next week's episode um, to find out more about that. But with that being said, I hope you guys are having a wonderful day, night, or evening, wherever you are. Have a great day. I love you guys so much, and goodbye!